Hey everybody, welcome back to Hero Movie HQ, where I talk about movies, and I know, I know, I know, I've been gone for a month, and I also made that podcast saying I was back, and then I went got busy again, so sorry about that, complications of life, hopefully you can understand, but I'm back, I'm going to do my Shazam review, don't worry, very late, but I'm going to do it, um, Captain Marvel review, I probably will just like tell you my thoughts in this review, I'm not really wanting to do a full review, and plus... I didn't love the movie, let's put, it, let's just put it that way, so I'm going to do that, I have a bunch of ideas for podcasts, just have to ex- execute them, I have, um, I'm less busy lately, um, from now on, so hopefully I'll get some more, uh, podcasts out for the, some people who actually like to and listen to me for some reason, anyway, um, so if you haven't seen Endgame, uh, that's fine, I'm going to have a non-spoiler, um, portion of this where I will run down, not run down, I'll just tell my thoughts, um, of Endgame without giving any really plot points or anything, um, just skimming over the stuff that you probably already know, or, um, and just my thoughts. Um, and then I'll have a spoiler section for everybody who has seen it, which is a lot of people for just having the first weekend, and then I'll go through that, um, it'll probably be longer than usual, so, um, that's that. If you've already listened to my podcast before, you know that that's the usual. So, um, let's get into it. Enjoy. Alright, so for the people who are trying to avoid spoilers at all time, believe me, I know, I was avoiding spoilers from left to right. I was off the internet, actually, for uh, the full week of Endgame uh, that I was premiering, so, yeah, um, I will keep this short. This is not going to be too in-depth. I won't say anything that I will regret if you point me out after you see the movie and say, hey, wait, you spoiled that. I'll make sure to re-edit this. But, um, Endgame, uh, it left, after I'm done, after I was done with Endgame, it really wrapped things up for the MCU. To be honest, I feel like, like, that made me so satisfying at the end. That um I felt like they could have ended the MCU they could have ended the MCU altogether right there and I would have been fine with it. Obviously I wouldn't be, but I what I would have been. Um and it basically is. It ends it wraps things up for basically, you know, this the main Avengers uh storylines, their character arcs from their first movies, um the first Avengers to now, you know, eleven years later, um, you know, so they've been developed so much that, yeah, so it's leading up to this, they, they've really wrapped up a lot of storylines, there are a couple characters that have, um, instead of ended their storylines, are kind of opening up a new door to a new character arc, and, um, I like that, um, I won't say who, um, obviously, but um there are a couple of characters in this um that that can be in either different people's movies or even could have their own sequels of their own um maybe I'll make a marvel draft for some of them after the spoilers are out and for after a while um I just don't want to make something too drastic yet um but um yeah this movie was a was um I've been a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe since Avengers. Um, I was about, I think I was only about 
uh, 10, 11 years old then. But still, it was a a big movie for me. I liked it a lot. Um, and that's what got me into Marvel, Marvel and the Marvel movies um, in general and superheroes in general, really. Um, and it... Um, and since then, I've been so... Um, I cared so much about these characters. So it really um, is amazing to see, you know, all these movies lead up to this. It really... Um, it's really amazing. Uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. But um, but this movie has a lot of scenes I'll talk about in the spoiler review. Um, a lot of scenes that I've um, always wanted to happen. I've always like talked about oh what if this happened literally this whole movie is a what it like all these wishes come true it's 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 a big um just like it it, it, they did everything that they promised in the previous movies everything they've they've done every reference from every movie they've it's it's amazing how much they put into this three hours and yes it's three hours if you didn't know this by now um uh but the three hours that it is it doesn't feel like a Lord of the Rings type of movie or something, unless you're a Lord of the Rings fan and you love those. I never follow those because those things are just way too long and they drag out way too long. I think this movie perfectly um, just pulls through the three-hour line. It doesn't doesn't feel super long. It feels like a two-hour regular Marvel movie to me. Um, I haven't really asked any other people's inputs on the runtime, like how they how they felt, how long it was. I thought it was fine, actually. I thought it worked. Um, for uh, I thought three. I feel like they they couldn't um they couldn't have cut it down anymore. There's uh, I couldn't think of a part. Well, I was like, uh, that part doesn't really uh fit. Maybe I'll take that out. No, there's no part that I could think of that you could even take out of this movie everything's important in this movie there's so much to unpack literally infinity war could have been part three parts um uh so this movie yeah it was a big movie biggest marvel movie by far my favorite now um for various reasons that i cannot tell you um but um be prepared to be surprised this movie um caught a lot of people by guard uh, off guard especially me um, I actually cried in this movie, I'm gonna be honest, um, it, it was amazing, um, lots of things happened, lots of things that you would never expect, um, unless you, like, looked up the spoilers or something, that's the only way you could suspect this stuff, it was amazing, um, I thought it was a great movie, um, really recommend it, um, obviously you gotta watch Infinity War before this, but besides that, I think this movie is a great Marvel film. This is the definition of a superhero film. So that's all I'm going to tell you. Um, I hope who has who's listening to this and hasn't seen uh, Endgame to go watch Endgame. I know theaters are sold out and stuff, but make sure you can get to Endgame. It's a movie worth watching in the theater. Um, I know a lot of people wait till they come out on Redbox and whatever. I say be able to go see it so years later you said yeah i got to see that in theaters i got to see that when it first came out i thought this movie is definitely worth watching in theaters it gives you chills every time every time i even think about the scenes um yeah 
Uh, Alright, so I'm going to go into the spoilers review. Click off if you, if you don't want to listen to spoilers. And I will see you all in the next podcast. Or in the spoilers review if you're listening to both. Alright. Alright, spoiler review. If you accidentally click this, this is the spoiler review. If you don't want to be re- uh, spoiled, go listen to my non-spoiler review. Or just stay off of the internet in general. Alright. So, either you really want to be spoiled for this movie, or you've seen Avengers Endgame and want to hear my input on it. Alright, if you did listen to my non-spoiler review, you kind of know what I feel about this movie, but I'm going to rehash uh, it, basically. Um, I thought this movie was absolutely spectacular. It, um, it really focused on the main Avengers. It didn't it didn't drift off into different Avengers. It didn't focus on Captain Marvel. Didn't focus on Nebula too much. I mean, it did a little bit, but didn't focus on Nebula too much or Rocket or War Machine. They were all there. Well, Captain Marvel, not too much, but they were all there, but they supported Captain America, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Black Widow, Hulk, and Thor were all the main characters, just like the first Avengers. It stuck to the six and i'm glad they didn't for overshadow um even ant-man i mean he was a big prominent role but he didn't overshadow the other the six core avengers um in this film and that's what i liked about it. i liked that they kept they didn't um just try to bank on using their new avengers like ant-man and captain marvel or whatever um i i'm glad they did that um and let's drift off for Captain Marvel a little bit. I'm not going to do... If you didn't listen to my non-spoiler review I'm or my intro, I'm not doing a Captain Marvel review because, um, A, I didn't love it. One of the first Marvel movies in a while that I don't actually like. And two, um, it's kind of late and I don't remember everything from the movie. And I just thought I could just kind of input my feelings into here right now. Um, Captain Marvel... Um, Kind of messed up the continu- continuity of MCU, like it matters anymore. I'll get back to that, but um, it made no sense sometimes. It made it was kind of like the Han Solo movie. It made it did things just to be like, oh, remember this? Um, well, we're gonna do this. This is how this was started. Like the whole Avengers initi- initiative. The whole, it was gonna be called the Protectors. But then Nick Fury looks at a little picture of Carol Danvers' ship or uh, Air Force plane. And it was like, it said, Carol the Avenger Danvers. And he's like, oh, Avengers. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of dumb. Um, I thought that was, I mean, that was okay. And um, don't even get me started with Nick Fury's eye. That was stupid. If you haven't seen Captain Marvel, I'm pretty much spoiling it for you. But um, I don't care. If you, ha- if you don't listen... <laughs> If um, if you don't want to get spoiled, just uh, just, you know what? Never mind. Uh, but the way that Captain, the way that Captain Marvel handled Nick Fury's eye, I'm not gonna say how, but it was stupid and it ruins the whole, uh, just fact of him having an eye patch, is just stupid now. Um, so, um, that's my feelings of Captain Marvel. My favorite things about Captain Marvel were the scrolls. And that's about it, actually. And Nick Fury. Nick Fury was good, too, but he... Yeah, I like Nick Fury. He was actually not bad. But uh, Talos, by far my favorite um, in the movie. Um, Jan Rog is the villain. 
kind of predictable and kind of a cliche villain went back to square one here marvel and went back to a, a cheesy villain and wasn't really good um the final battle was stupid um carol danvers was bland as a character and still is in an in endgame just so you know and um kind of just made her the most powerful avenger just to be the most powerful avenger and it really kind of bothers me because you have characters like Thor or Hulk who are really powerful and they have all this, this, you know, Thor went through a whole arrogance and, you know, he, he learned, you know, that, you know, with great power comes with great responsibility, basically. And, you know, he wasn't worthy with the hammer. He had to become worthy. And, um, that was a great story arc and he deserved the powerful Avenger, even Hulk, who, you know, can't even control it, is now to the point where, spoilers for this movie, obviously, um, he's now the Hulk with Branner and Banner's mind. And, like, it, that one's not the greatest story arc, but still, it, it was, it's still a progression. Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, I know Brie Larson's not a horrible actor, but my gosh, this, uh, her acting and her character, her alone wasn't interesting at all and she was not flawed at all there was no flaws to her i can't even think of one flaw that she had in the movie if you can tell me correct me wrong but i don't even remember a flaw that she has in either movie um and it bothers me um they just made the just made her to be called the most powerful avenger just to be the most powerful avenger they told her that told us that before even she she was even casted like it's kind of annoying, um, but without all the out of the way, back to Endgame, um, this movie, so I'm just going to run down what happens in the movie, so basically we started off with Hawkeye, what happened with Hawkeye's family, because obviously you saw everybody else's families and stuff dust away, so you had to see Hawkeye's perspective, and uh, Hawkeye is training his daughter, I don't, I think it was Violet, her name was, um, and so it's not Kate Bishop, but there is a rumored Hawkeye show for Disney Plus. So there might be a chance that he's training her in a TV show, or it could be Kate Bishop. Um, either way, I'm fine. I think it's cool. Um, so yeah, he trained. He's showing her how to uh, shoot a bow, and they have a whole picnic and stuff and whatever. And then the snap happens, and Hawkeye's family's gone. Then it goes to, um, I think, if I get this right, this goes to uh, Nebula and Iron Man in space, um, where, you know, the whole Iron Man makes the message for Pepper Potts, but then he just collapses. He's, you know, he's skinny, he's, uh, he's just, he looks awful. He looks like, you know, obviously somebody who hasn't had food or water forever, and is on the brink of, like, dying, basically, and Nebula actually... It, I Nebula was one of my favorite characters in this movie. Um, she was actually caring to Tony, and actually it was it was kind of sweet. Um, in the moment that she puts her hand on her his shoulder, it was it was a really sweet moment actually, and I liked I liked it a lot. And then of course Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, um, appears and takes their ship, um, and basically shoots them into uh, back to Earth, um. And it this first um first half of the movie before the time jump, 
uh, really goes by fast. Um, because then they go to Earth. They don't show the post credit scene that Captain Marvel had. They didn't go the where, Where's Fury thing. They just go to um, them pretty much explaining what happened. Uh, Tony's now, like, you know, uh, attached to a whatever you call it. I don't even remember. Um, looks horrible. Looks aged as heck. He's super skinny. Um, kudos to the, the CGI. It literally looked like Robert Downey Jr. was skinny. Um, I, I couldn't even tell the difference. I was trying to figure out how the, how special effects, because it was amazing. Um, so yeah, he, he's sick, and then he gets in the fight with Captain America, because he's mad. He doesn't, he's pretty much failed. They've all have, they all kind of have their own way of thinking that they've, uh, it's their fault. All the Avengers have their own way, um, in this movie of thinking that it was their fault. Thor and Iron Man particularly, um, of, you know, thinking it's their fault and using that trauma. So, um, Iron Man gets mad, you know, he doesn't want to attack Thanos again because that's what they're planning. Rocket tells them that there's new, the same energy surge when Thanos snaps is, was found on this planet. Um, and they're like, okay, let's go get Thanos. Um, and they're like, and, Tony's like, no, we don't, we are shorthanded now, and who knows what's gonna happen, so Iron Man sits out for this one, but everybody else goes to space, uh, goes to Thanos' farm, Thanos is just, you know, Shrekking, looks a lot like Shrek, um, first thing I thought of, uh, that's gonna become a meme, for sure, um, and so they, so they go to Thanos' farm, and basically just goes in there, Captain Marvel holds a bunch, Captain Marvel, and I don't know who the other two people were, I, I can't even remember now, um, but I know Captain Marvel was there, and she, they held him down by, like, giving him a chokehold, and then, then, uh, they just interrogate him, and then they literally come in, right as the second they come in, they chop his arm off, so his gauntlet arm is gone, they rolled over, the gauntlet's empty, there's no stones to be found, Thanos goes, I, you know, I snapped him out of existence, or I think he said, I don't know if he said this, he snapped him out of existence, but he basically, uh, used the stones to destroy the stones, so they're gone, and so the Avengers, like, well, dang, what are we gonna do now? They don't have the stones, they can't reverse the snap, so then the unexpected happens, right when that happens, Thanos just cuts, I mean, Thor just cuts Thanos' heads off, head off, and the Avengers are depressed now. Five years later. Yeah, I know. Now we're going from 2018 to 2023. And, um, so it, I don't remember where it picks up. So I'm just kind of, that's the chronological order right there. I'm now going to just jump around. But this five-year jump, um, a lot of people are talking about it. I didn't think it was going to be five years. I thought it was going to be like a year or two. But no, five years. Um, so, in this five years, a lot of things happened. Obviously, Tony Stark has a daughter now, Morgan Stark, I think her name was. Um, Hulk is now, now found a way to combine Hulk and Banner, so now it's Banner with Hulk's body. It's really interesting. I thought the CGI was actually flawless. It was amazing, and he was, uh, he was Hulk the whole time, besides the part with Ancient One. That was about it, the only time we saw Bruce Banner in this movie. Um, so, really cool, I thought that was, um, a really cool idea, 
Um, I'll get back to it, but Hulk in this movie, I liked him and I didn't like him. There's a there's a thing I didn't like about Hulk, and I think I'll get back to it either in this one or the, another podcast. But um, anyway, back to that. And then Thor, um, the funniest change of all is that um, Thor um, is now an addicted alcoholic, and he has a beer belly, so he's just this big fat Thor now. Um, and he's depressed because he didn't defeat Thanos, basically. He didn't save the universe. He killed Thanos, but what's that, you know? Um, so, and so now Cap is trying to move on, um, in the, in the real world, and, um, Black Widow's running the, the Avengers facility, uh, keeping in contact with Wakanda, uh, with Okoye, um, Captain Marvel, and Nebula, Nebula, and Rocket, and then War Machine is, um, basically kind of just protecting United States, and, He's not, he's talking about how uh another bunch of people died um and they think it's because of Clint. Um they don't explain how they know that this is Clint. Um they just kind of just he just kind of says, "Oh, I think it's Clint again." No, they never really addressed how um I mean, obviously it's 5 years, so obviously they would have figured it out, but it's kind of weird how Hawkeye didn't find the Avengers or why he didn't want to find the Avengers. Hawkeye was kind of underused in this movie, which is kind of weird because they hyped him up so much for coming back. So, um, but yeah, so basically Hawkeye, Ronin now, but they never say he's Ronin, but he's Ronin basically, at least in the first little bit. Because in Japan, murdering people. Um, and basically he's just, uh, he's just mad because he wants justice for, you know, all the snap people. But, you know, Black Widow goes and just, like, it's not right. Takes Hawkeye back. So, um, when this is all happening, all this all this new stuff is happening, and we're t- trying to take it in. Um, in a, I think it's, like, a locked up, I don't even remember what it was. It was, like, a garage kind of thing. Um, which I was wondering how they were going to uh, explain Ant-Man. But basically, they took uh, Luis's van and, uh, they just uh they just put it in like this parking garage or whatever or like locked up and and uh one of the biggest memes now actually is the the there's a rat that just goes and just accidentally presses a button activates the quantum tunnel and it just spits Ant-Man out which is kind of weird cuz I thought he was going to time travel or something but I I like this way anyway cuz it made sense so yeah so Ant-Man's uh scotch what uh just spit out of the back of the van and he's like well this is what wasn't what i was just doing so this is five so five years for him was five hours so then he goes to the avengers facility and this is where i'm gonna speed up the review but um so he goes to the facility and pitches their idea he goes and they kind of made scott really smart in this one like not really smart but smarter than he was in like ant-man and the wasp which it kind of makes sense because you can't have, you know, Scott super smart when you have Hope um, and Hank and Janet now um, who are all super smart. You can't have, you got to have one that's like, what does that mean? Like that kind of character. So, um, but they kind of made him a lot smarter than he was in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, which wasn't annoying. It's just something I thought of. But um, 
so yeah, he's basically telling Black Widow and Cap, he's like, hey, there's these, the, the quantum realm, time is different in there. And he never um, mentioned time vortex, which is kind of weird, but he basically says, what if we can control the time and control the chaos of the quantum realm and make it so that we can time travel, stop Thanos from snapping his fingers and snapping everybody away. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so, um, so then basically they get Bruce Banner, this is when Bruce Banner comes in, they're like, hey, we need to figure out how to do time travel, um, because Tony Stark rejected his offer because Tony has the perfect life, um, uh, with it, with Pepper Potts and his daughter now, and he's like, I've moved on, and he's, that's the life he's always wanted, so he gets, um, so he gets that, and he's happy, um, so, basically, so then they take, uh, Bruce Banner in, the Hulk, uh, he does some tests, but obviously they go wrong, making Scott, you know, different ages and stuff, instead of, uh, time traveling and stuff, so it's, um, so yeah, um, so that whole thing happens, and then Ben, after a while, Tony thinks about it, looks at a picture with him and Peter, you know, he's like, this isn't fair, and so he goes, and develops a, uh, just really quickly develops a thing for time travel, and he's just like, oh yeah, I've been working on this, he's like, okay, uh, he's just like, what if I fix this, bang, okay, time travel, sweet, so then he goes to the Avengers facility, he's like, hey, I figured out time travel, so then they assemble Fat Thor, um, and War Machine, and Nebula, and Rocket, and they're like, okay, we gotta, we're gonna, we have to time travel, so then they have this whole montage, which actually I enjoyed, of them trying to figure out, uh, where the stones are, and what time periods they have to go to to get these stones, and mind you, they have a limited supply of, um, pim particles, so they cannot use them, um, use them up, so basically they, so basically they have round trips for everybody, um, so this is when it gets fun, I'm a big time travel person, that's partly why it's, like, a really good movie for me, because I like time travel, um, and this is where it gets kind of messy, because they kind of explain, uh, time travel, and it doesn't really work, because the way they're explaining it, I, I looked at it, it makes sense, but basically what Marvel's rules for time travel is, and hopefully they simplify it if they ever use time travel again, but basically it's, um, there, what's happened in the Avengers' lives, so, uh, like, Captain America, per se, the whole, every Captain America movie, every Avengers movie, everything that's happened in the span of his life, if he goes back in time and changes something, that doesn't change his memories, that never changes in him, his past, his present is now his past, so that, that's that, and then, so then, that creates an alternate timeline, and it gets all messy, and that just, I don't want to explain it all, because it's very, very confusing, but, um, that's kind of the gist of it, It basically meaning they can go back in time without any consequences, uh, but it opens different realities, which, um, I think that's what they're trying to say, so that means, um, so, so basically that's what they're saying, and trying to say, um, which opens up opportunities later on in phase four and five and six um 
so yeah, so then the time travels, so they have, um, they figured out that there's three stones in New York at the same time. The Scepter, and the Tesseract, and Avengers 1, and then Sanctum Sanctorum, um, with the Time Stone. Uh, so they're like, okay, well, let's, let's go to New York, and then we have people that go to space, and get the Power and Soul Stone, and, and then, um, and then... And then we'll have one team go to Asgard in uh, 2014 to get the Reality Stone when uh, Jane is possessed with it. So Thor and Rocket, of course, go um, to 2014. And that part was kind of boring, to be honest, out of all of them. Um, Thor was kind of annoying at that point because he would not listen. And it was kind of funny, but kind of annoying after a while. Um and, uh, but it was actually sweet, too, when he got to interact with his mom. Um, again, like, you shouldn't be doing that, because, you know, obviously. And he tried to do a, ta- a Doc Brown kind of thing, where he's trying to, he's like, hey, I need to tell you something about the future. And his mom's like, no, don't tell me. So, obviously, it didn't change too much, but still. Um, so... So then, Fat Thor and Rocket end up getting the reality, reality stone, then Tony, um, who ends up agreeing, I mean, obviously, oh wait, I already addressed that, Tony, Cap, um, Hulk, and Ant-Man, who three out of four of them have been to this timeline, or was there at, at the time, um, go to the Battle of New York and try to get the Tesseract and Scepter and Time Stone. So Hulk goes to the Sanctum Sanctorum, which makes sense out of all of them, actually, because now I think about it, I think he's probably the most... It was interesting, his interaction with the Ancient One was pretty interesting, who they brought back for this movie. The Ancient One was in it, um, and th- that's when they kind of uh, addressed the, re- the different realities, basically saying if they take the stones from this timeline, uh, it's going to branch off into a different reality. And then he's like, well, if what if we take them back exactly the moment that we left them? And so, and then Hulk, um, Banner, uh basically just like hey dr strange said this was the only way and gave the time stone away and he goes and ancient one goes wait well he's prophesied to be the best um of us all so let's i i have to trust that so she gives the time stone to hulk um the and then the the whole mess of captain america and iron man and ants ant-man's um mission is basically trying to get the tesseract and the scepter so Captain America tries to go for the scepter, obviously runs into himself, and then runs into uh, shield agents who are actually Hydra, um, and so basically battles himself and knocks him out and then uses the mind, I mean the staff to, well the mind stone too I guess, but um, to, I'm thinking erase his memory from that, but I they never really address what he does to him, but... Anyway, he gets the, the scepter, but then a, the shield agents are like, hey, you can't take that. So then uh, he kind of, he's in the elevator, and it mirrors the elevator scene from Winter Soldier, and it was kind of funny, and I thought it was going to play out the same way, but then he was like, he remembers, you're like, you have to remember from Winter Soldier, they're Hydra, um, before anybody knows they're Hydra, though. And he go, and he just whispers in their ear, he goes, hail Hydra, and then they're like, oh, oh. Okay, and they just let Captain America go, 
which makes a pretty funny Secret Empire uh, joke, um, which is hilarious. I thought it was actually pretty funny. And I was like, that actually could work. That could stay in the original timeline. I think it couldn't wreck anything. Um, and uh, that was funny. But then, yeah, so Ant-Man and um, Iron Man trying to get the Tesseract. And then, obviously, um, having to... Um, having to knock out Tony Stark, but then Tony Stark, uh, but then Iron Man from the future gets hit by Hulk, and then, uh, which is a hilarious scene when they have to make Hulk take the stairs, um, uh, and then, so then the Tesseract falls on the floor, and Iron Man's having a heart attack, I mean, past Iron Man's having a heart attack, so then they're all helping him, so then Loki bends down and just picks up the Tesseract and disappears, um, so that's one of the biggest problems, which uh, Loki just disappears, um, and they never address it. And so Tony and Iron Man just like, I mean, Tony and Captain America are just like, okay, well, let's just go to the past. There's one other place that I know that the Tesseract was there. So they go back to, I think it was 1970s, um, and to S.H.I.E.L.D. and to steal the, the Tesseract from there. But... um. So I think that Tesseract thing with Loki sets up the Loki series, possibly. It, a lot of these, um, there's a lot of setups that I didn't think about till after I saw the movie. Um, but you have to think about, um, but um, I think that might set up the Loki TV series that's coming soon. So, um, But again, you know, that messes up the timeline because the Tesseract's gone from that timeline. So uh, again, mess up, but whatever. Um Captain America and Iron Man go to the 1970s, gets the Tesseract, um, and more Pym, Pym particles, um, because Hank Pym and, and the Tesseract are both in the same place, so they go there, um, Captain America gets the Pym particles, and they have a little Ant-Man, uh, comic book reference, and then, um, Iron Man bumps into, um, his father, and they just talk for a while, which was a touching scene, and then they have the butler Jarvis, which is from the Agent Carter's TV series, which is funny and cool, uh, which is actually the first TV character to, um, pop into the, the movies, which, uh, fun fact, so cool, um, so then they travel back, and then the last mission, I mean, not the last mission, and then the other mission, um, Nebula and War Machine trying to get the Power Stone, um, and then that makes, that kind of, this is where the, the climax kind of gets set up with, um, with Nebula sharing, Nebula from the past, 2014, is now sharing memories with pre, uh, present day Nebula because she's in the same time. So then she starts getting visions, and so now Thanos, uh, 2014 Thanos, is now, we can now see everything that happens from 2014 present day 2014 um to infinity war when he dies so um or sorry not infinity war when he dies like up to the point where they're time traveled into 2014 with Rhodey. so now he's he's watching the whole thing and figures out that he loses in the future and he doesn't want to lose um or he doesn't lose but he he destroys the throne stones and then dies and he's like i don't want to do that um so he hunts down nebula and uh war machine after they get uh powers the power stone so war machine goes okay well 
let me time travel. So then he leaves, and then Nebula is about to do it, but then uh, her memories kick in, and then Nebula comes, and uh, basically they kidnap a past Nebula, interrogate her, and then basically um, past Nebula um, takes the orange plates that uh, future Nebula has and disguises herself and goes into back to the present in the sec in the same second that they go back. So, and then the final vi- mission is uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow at Vorm Vor- Vor- Vormir, and um, they have to um, get the Soul Stone. And obviously, we all knew this was coming. One of them has to sacrifice each other, which is a good pairing because um, they had to, you know. One of them, it was they have a close connection. So, um, uh, so then basically they have this fight. They're fighting over who's gonna go, who's gonna die, and then basically, um, they fall off the cliff together. And then Black Widow save Hawkeye, and she goes, "Let me. I I've done things in my life. I want to be redeemed." And then she drops herself and dies, and. Um, which was a touching scene, I gotta say, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, and then Hawkeye gets the Soul Stone, travels back, so they all go back to the same time, great, so then they have all the stones, they make an iron, they get an Iron Man gauntlet going, they got this gauntlet, they're like, okay, who's gonna do this, so then, of course, they're the Avengers, they all are too nice, and they're like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll snap my fingers, no, I'll snap my fingers, um, and then basically, which I thought Thor probably would have been the best selection, but, uh, Hulk goes, no, 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 um, there's, there's enough gamma or radiation that feeds off of the stones, I should be the one to do it, I'm basically a big gamma bomb, which, um, which makes sense, I guess, but, um, they just did that because they wanted Hulk and the Infinity Gauntlet, which I agree, it was cool, so, basically, Hulk, you know, it really, really hurts him and stuff, and his, um, actually, I think it was it, what, what was it, his right arm, I think, um, the one that has the gauntlet on it, basically, is just, like, crippled, I think, now, from now on, when after he snaps, but he snaps his fingers, bringing all life back to, no, to normal, everything's back to normal, you're like, yeah, okay, Avengers win, but then, again, but then, Nebula, who everybody thought that was present-day Nebula, was actually past Nebula, and, she um brings back Thanos from 2014 and his ship and Thanos comes and completely just demolishes the Avengers facility and then the Avengers facility is in it just in crumbles and everybody is hurting you know rockets underneath rubble Rhodey sacrificing himself trying to get rocket who again Rhodey is crippled and then you have the Hulk trying to hold the uh the the rubble, so that they don't get hurt, and then you have Ant-Man, who's shrunk um, at perfect timing, and he's trying to find his way around, and then you have Hawkeye, who's stuck with the gauntlet, and so, um, and then that leaves Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, the three, basically the three main Avengers, um, besides Hulk, in my opinion, um, should be a main, a main Avenger, but anyway, um, they, those three go, and they're like, Thanos is here, so then they have to go and fight him, this is when the my dreams come true this whole scene this this whole thing so basically they're fighting against each other they're fighting against Thanos Thanos is actually 
it's weird because I don't, it bothers me that they got a, they had a, Captain America's did way better against Thanos in like Infinity War when he had like all the stones, um, and Iron Man and Thor all did way better with Thanos with the stones, but then they can't beat Thanos with this big giant butter knife and some armor. They, I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. And this is 2014 Thanos, so it's not even like he's like wise or anything. So, um, anyway, they're getting the butts kicked. Um, Thor with his Stormbreaker, still fat, but he has this amazing braided beard and stuff and whatever. Uh, Iron Man using all his we- his weapons and stuff, and Captain America, you know, just just beating him up and stuff, and and then the moment where you know they're he kicks out Captain America and Iron Man, they're both you know on the ground, and then Captain and then he has Stormbreaker, Thanos catches Stormbreaker, and then just like about to um just stab Thor, which I actually thought it was gonna happen. And then all of a sudden, Mjolnir, who I forgot to mention, Thor steals from um, 2014. Uh, Mjolnir starts floating up, and all of a sudden, <sighs> Captain America's worthy. And, and then that's when everybody in the theater was just, what? And um, they foreshadowed this in Avengers Age of Ultron. It was amazing. And so Captain America's worthy of Mjolnir, and he just beats, beats Thanos to, to the ground with Mjolnir, and it was amazing. And th- and Thor's of course happy, and so then the three of them just kicking Thanos's butt, but then Thanos, um, but then Thanos calls on his army, and uh, is basically now the Outriders and all of them are coming in, and um, and then Nebula and Gamora and Nebula, um, are all trying to get uh the Infinity Gauntlet from Hawkeye and Hawkeye's, um. Hawkeye is running away and stuff, and then they all corner, they all, they all get in the corner, and then Nebula, uh, Nebula, they're trying to, because, uh, future Nebula convinces Gamora to be good, and so now they're trying to get past Nebula, and past Nebula's about to kill Gamora, but then Nebula, uh, shoots past Nebula, which doesn't make any sense, because future Nebula's supposed to be dead now, but, they never address it. So um, now, past Nebula, two thousand fourteen Nebula is dead, and um, and so then they have the Infinity Gauntlet. Hawkeye has the Infinity Gauntlet, and they go and um, so then so then they go and they're and Iron Man, Hawkeye, I mean Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America are still fighting, and then they're just getting their butts kicked by Thanos again, and. And Thanos breaks Cap's shield, and then Iron Man's on the ground, and Thor's on the ground. So then, so Captain America is the only one left, and then Thanos brings in the Jatari and everything, humongous art like Lord of the Rings, big army with the Outriders and the Jatari, all the big giant slug things in the sky, like everything from Avengers One, all lined up, and Captain America. Titans his shield like in the trailer with a half broken shield and Mjolnir standing there and then all of a sudden in the comms now this is when you know tears of joy start coming because this is just the most incredible scene of in pretty much cinema history so then basically a falcon comes and says on your left you know in, in Captain America's comms then all of a sudden a bunch of uh, Doctor Strange portals open up and lo and behold Black Panther and the Wakandans, Bucky, Groot, 
Star-Lord, Drax, uh, Mantis, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, everybody who was snapped, and more. You got Valkyrie, you got the Asgardians, you got the Wakandans, you got the Sorcerers, you got Wong, you have um, Hope, uh, the Wasp, uh, you have Iron... Uh, Pepper Potts in an Iron Man suit. You have, um, you have everybody, everybody, every Marvel character that you can think of that's still alive in the present day, all lined up, and the big Avengers theme pounding, and then Captain America says the magic words. He goes, "Avengers assemble." He finally says it. They all charge the biggest battle ever in marvel history in in the screw on the screen and they battle it out and then giant and then iron man becomes giant again and he's probably the biggest he's ever been and then um captain marvel comes and wrecks everything and so there thanos is outnumbered and um the gauntlet is now playing like a hot potato game basically black panther gets it spider-man gets it and captain marvel gets it they're all trying they're all passing it around trying to get it to the van where they can um, throw it into time travel it back. I think it was what they were going to do or something. I don't know. Yeah, because they, they already did the snap. So then they trying to throw it into the, the um, Ant-Man's van because there's no, there's no time traveling anymore except for the quantum realm. So they have to jump into the quantum realm. So they had the van still. For some reason, the Avengers facility is broken, but the van is still alive for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, Captain Marvel's flying towards it, but then all of a sudden, Thanos throws his big giant butter knife at the quantum realm, so that's broken now. So they're like, dang it. So then Thanos beats Captain Marvel, just throws her like a like a little tiny stuffed animal and puts this the gauntlet on. And he feels all the power, and then Iron Man, and then Iron Man goes up, and he's, and then Thanos, with his uh, catchphrase of the movie, I guess, he's, uh, I'm the inevitable, I think he said, Um, and then snaps his fingers, but then nothing happens, and you're like, wait, what? And then Iron Man, apparently, Iron Man grabs the stones, has them, and then they go into his Iron Man, uh, Iron Man fist, and has all six and stones, and and then all of a sudden he gets all the power and he goes, "No, I am Iron Man," and snaps his fingers. All of Thanos's army and everything is gone, but of course, the tragic ending. Iron Man uh, could not handle the power of the stones and basically is crisp. Um, he cannot even. He was. It was an emotional ending. Yeah. Yeah, the last scene with him was Peter Parker, War Machine, and Pepper Potts. All just it was it was sad, and you know, and Pepper Potts goes, "It's it's okay, we won. You know, you can rest now." And it was a very sad um, moment. I'm even having children now, but it was a powerful moment. Um, a great ending to the man who started it all, obviously, and um. So then, yeah, it then it you know leaps um into the funeral where you have everybody, and if you didn't know the kid behind the the one dude that everybody's like, "Wait, who's that? That's the kid that helps him in Iron Man three if you didn't know harley that's um that's him, but um, so then, yeah, basically, you know his daughter's now you know doesn't have a father, 
and Happy Hogan has a sweet scene with her. And then it cuts to um the end, basically, where um Hulk is like, hey, um we need to, you know, bring back the stones, or of course, or time's going to be crazy like it isn't already. Um, and so Bucky and Sam are like, okay, see a Cap, because Cap's going to take them all back. Um, which brings a couple interesting questions, like, um, like, what's his reaction to Red Skull and stuff, and, like, um, being the Soul Stone Keeper and stuff and all that, like, I just want to realize, I just want to kind of know what, what his little journey was, but basically, he time travels, but of course, he doesn't come back, um, and they're like, well, where'd he go? Well, then he just appears on the park bench, and Sam goes over, and, Catch America makes a whole speech and he basically went back to the 1940s and lived his life with Peggy Carter and, you know, got married and um, lived a life. And so now he's an old man and he comes back with his uh, new and repaired Captain America shield and now passes the shield and the name of Captain America to Sam Wilson Falcon. So now Falcon is now Captain America which is amazing, and, um, and now I'm excited now, um, so, um, so that's basically the end, it ends with that, um, all, so it was amazing movie, as you can see, I might have glossed over a lot of things, but three hours in, summed up in 40 minutes right now, it's the best I can do. Um, this movie was truly amazing. I don't know what you guys think. I would love to hear it. This movie, um, definitely my favorite Marvel movie. One of my favorite movies now. Um, just a great overall movie. It sets up some wrong, uh, some problems with the mo- with the uh, MCU going forward, but um, but it was the last Avengers movie. They had to go out with a bang or a snap, if you will. And, um, I I would go over what they set up in the movie, um, but I'm going to save that for a phase four updated. I know I do a lot of these, but I'm going to do a phase four updated what movies are going to probably come out. Um, and I'll probably do some more MCU drafts, um, later on. Um, and if you have any suggestions on what else I should talk about, I'm back. So I will be talking a lot more Marvel and movies all together. But that was Avengers Endgame. What did you guys think? Was that the best Marvel movie? Was that your favorite now? Or was it mediocre? You know, was it what was the problem with with what you thought? Um, let me know. And was that end battle really the greatest thing ever? Because I thought it was. I will I will see you all in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to my very long episode. Alright. See you in the next podcast. See ya.